You're listening to Casual Comics on the Fat Gatsby Network. Hey, yo, this is Casual Comics. We have a passing interest in this graphic novel shit. And if you ain't down with that 100%, that is a perfectly reasonable position to take. Our commitment to this show is icky at best, motherfuckers. And now, your hosts, Tim, Reese, and Virginia. Not Hel- drugs count. Wow, oh, God damn it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome, to, welcome to Not Drugs Casual Comics, uh, mm-hmm. number six. Yes, I am. Aloha. Tim. Yes, Weiss is here. I am. Virginia is here, aka Madam Commander. What? What? <laughs> Fresh off, well, two weeks off your trip to Pax. Yeah. Oh say, no, don't worry. I'm now. still on that Pax high. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I'm glad. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we're here this week to talk about some comics. We did some reading. Over the course of the past month and change. <laughs> yeah. It was all jammed into like four days, I think. It was just a long time ago. For I read me. Underwater Welder like years ago. And oh, yeah, yeah. I read it, what, two months yourself. ago? Yeah. Huh? I think I read it two months ago or something like that when you lent yeah, when it out to it, me. It was like December when I handed it to you. And yeah. then yeah. Superior Foes, obviously, I, had, I busted out the issues just to kind of catch up on what happened in the first mm. six issues. Uh, and I read. Uh, right. The last half of Outcast last night. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and those are the three things we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, Yay, comic ta- books. Tangent pending. Yeah. Well, tangent like a motherfucker. Where do you want to start? I think we're starting with, are, are you thumbing through Superior Foes? <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking a look at it. Yeah, that was the one I read the, the so longest cool. away now, I think. Yeah, so right the, after the first off, we have Marvel's... Mm-hmm. The Superior Foes of Spider-Man, a very cumbersomely named title. When I first saw this released in mm-hmm. the store, I was like, why? Why? Why another spider title? <laughs> well, and that's the problem with oversaturation. I did the yeah, same thing. Well, because you don't know it's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, because you don't realize you're going to yeah. open it and read the first two pages and be like, this, this right. book is... Kicks, Not about Spider-Man. It kicks ass. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I zeroed in on it because I enjoy books that star... <laughs> Like C list and below characters, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, and that is the superior foes of Spider-Man. This actually, there was a deadly foes of Spider-Man miniseries uh, back in the '90s about the Sinister Six, mm-hmm. uh, and this is about the Sinister Six, well, though. A Sinister, oh, a Sinister Six, a, yeah, a, a group of guys calling five. themselves the Sinister Six. I don't think right. they ever get more than five. Uh, over the course, also, it's right. written by Nick Spencer, and the artist is Steve Lieber. Yes, just thank as you. a heads up. Yes. Yeah. Um, the central character of the Superior Foes of Spider-Man is Boomerang, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who's a guy that throws boomerangs. And they do a good job in the first two, three pages of making him a three-dimensional enough character that you don't mind following him around and laughing at his dumb shit, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Virginia only read the first trade, which I believe covers the first... Five or six. Yeah, five or six issues. It made it to... Is it officially done now? Did the yeah, last it is, one? Yeah, it ended done, on yeah. issue 17. 17, yeah. That's what I Back in uh, like November or something like that. So I've got two trades to look forward to. Yay. Yeah, I'm sure it'll get a nice <laughs> uh, hardcover, but... Yeah, maybe I'll just wait for that. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a goofy book. Well, mm-hmm. the thing that instantly sets it apart from everything else and like pulls you in is like for the first two issues, they constantly mm-hmm. ring up like, why would you dress up as a supervillain and get your ass handed to you all the time. And then half the time, the reason is 
is it a sex thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm reading it and I'm like, well, this officially has tiptoed over the line of a regular Marvel comic book to me. Like, those gags are there, but it does it does such a good job, like, exploring... Because that question's in your head, generally, yeah. when you think about B and C listers. So it, it kind of just takes the time to go, okay, what what gold can we wring from just exploring these guys that have been around for so long? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like you look at, a, you know, your average villain... Uh, which is which is these guys it's like what are they doing right why are they doing what they do where do they Mm -hmm. like you know how what do they do in their off time how are they constantly popping back out of jail right uh how do they plan like like what's going on on the other side of uh Mm -hmm. of what you see in spider-man or whatever uh i mean the book it reminds me of uh reminded me of the Mm -hmm. old thunderbolts when mm-hmm. the whole deal was like villains trying to be heroes and right. boomerang was in like the last incarnation of the thunderbolts yeah, yeah. and tommy That's lee fun. jones was uh norman osborne right oh, i missed that run so good yeah oh yeah that but yeah no i mean like the jokes are really well written it's really well drawn it's not like one thing is standing out like it's a really well made book it's mm-hmm. it's funny too yeah. i mean it's a it's a funny book it's got like the it's a funny book with serious undertones. It, mm-hmm. well, at least that's what it feels like in the first trade for me. Yeah. It's really good. I loved reading it. I had a great mm-hmm. time reading it. Um, I read it. I also, I read the other, the first two trades of Sex Criminals. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it w- I read that immediately after reading those first two trades. And I was like, <laughs> oh, perfect. It's <laughs> like, you just yeah. kind of move right into an equally great sort of funny Mm-hmm. Um, satirical book, almost. It's really good. I I really did like it a lot. And yeah, it's nice that it can find you know different. Gr- yeah, I know. Sun <laughs> Papa. It can find different ground, even though that comics have been poking fun at these things for so long. Like you know, comics have been self aware. Let's say since Deadpool, but well before. And you know, to actually find a story and find ways to. Not feel like, oh, I've heard this hokey joke. Yes, okay, he throws a boomerang. But there's <laughs> so much more shit. So I love how they basically treat each other like they just don't give any shits whatsoever, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't really, I don't yeah. care. And Boomerang's supposed to be the leader of this, like, ragtag group. Mm-hmm. And they just, they're just like, uh, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, like from the start, yeah, he's trying to position himself as mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, as the leader of the group, the Sinister Six, uh, which also features, I get Shocker, which right, uh, right. is probably the only name you might have heard of. Uh, there's Speed Demon, who I also remember from like mid-run uh, Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. uh, okay. uh, a female Beetle, right, and Overdrive, who's a fairly... I think Overdrive is his name. Uh, that's the car guy. He's a fairly new Spider-Man villain. He was oh, introduced okay. during the like early days of uh, Brand New Day a few years uh, ago. And there's no fifth in the Sinister Six, but they still right. call themselves the Sinister Six. And, well, there, yeah. there's a fifth, but not a sixth. Right. And the, like one of the great things is when they're talking about, well, what about the empty chair? And he's like, it's mysterious. People are going to see all of us and go, who is the mysterious sixth person of the Sinister Six? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it kind of fits into that Ben Edlund, uh, the Tick, Venture Brothers kind of goofiness, I think. Mm-hmm. where It has a lot of gravity. It's, yeah, no, it plays really well. It has, it has a nice relationship dynamic. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's characters that you obviously don't get a spotlight otherwise, and will not be getting a spotlight otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's weird, like when kind of the the setting and the frame the characters are like this far below the radar in the Marvel universe. I actually feel like mm-hmm. the stakes are higher. Yeah, because no one outside of you, the reader, is going to care what happens to these guys. <laughs> so right, it, it feels like. Things have a bit more gravity where it's, you know, the mm-hmm. shit blows up on, in in the, the main tier books all the time. And it's just like kind of whatever. Uh, but here it's like I can really sink my teeth in and get behind the characters and mm-hmm. get more into their the, the situations that threaten them. Well, like looking over Virginia's shoulder as I saw Punisher and remembering mm-hmm. like when something like Punisher shows up and you're just like, shit, these guys are going to deal with Punisher? Well, like... And they bring that up, too, is, yeah. you know, the other guys... They have morals and they have rules and they have a code that they stick by and they talk about how Punisher comes in and you don't you don't fuck with that mm-hmm. that that dude will murder you with <laughs> zero hesitation. Yeah, no, you have a lot more stakes when you don't have the the Superman complex of well, of course they'll get out of this. Mm-hmm. No, who knows in this book they could just fucking kill somebody. Yeah, Shocker could die and yeah. you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, he'll he could be replaced without <laughs> any hesitation. <laughs> yeah, but something I uh, was reminded of while reading through the the first few issues, or just kind of flipping through them, is like this really like the seventeen issues is pretty much one story arc. Cool, yeah, I right. like that. Like when I was looking through, I was like, oh wow, this stuff was happening earlier than I thought it was. Mm. Uh, like they start the whole crap with the head of the silver mane, which oh yeah, uh, yeah. gets hilarious uh, moving forward. Cool. Um, I don't remember. Did they start talking about the heist to get the painting of Doctor Doom? Yes, that's like yep. I yeah. Okay, yeah. They, I think that was sort of yeah. That's kind of towards the, the end of they're, they're, the trade. Yeah, it, it, but it's a really nice, uh, good long story. There isn't cool. like multiple arcs. It's not getting yeah. The, the the run of the book doesn't get broken up by other like crossovers or other BS. It just it it has the story. It tells it in an odd number of issues, but right. <laughs> Yeah, and it's good. And it's no, I'm really looking throughout. forward yeah. to the rest of it. I was I was sad when it went away because it is so mm-hmm. different from everything. Yeah. I saw a lot of people the sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. The few that were supporting it were very broken, <laughs> but you kind of knew it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you were saying though, that's the problem with um, <clears throat> oversaturation. Is that I overlooked that book entirely because it was like, why mm-hmm. on earth do I need to read this at yeah. all ever? Well, sure. If and now I've read or... it, and it's freaking great, and I'm really sad because mm-hmm. it didn't get the support it obviously deserves. It's along the same lines as Hawkeye. It's not a Marvel book. I mean, mm-hmm. it's produced by Marvel, but it certainly doesn't feel like it is. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's one or two Spider-Man books, yeah, I'll take a risk if I see a book like that. If there's four or five, I don't know. Or it could be a cash grab. Or, or the number that there are yeah. now. Yeah. It's kind of sad when Mar- when you feel Marvel noticing the popularity of a character like sure. the, like like Ms. Marvel. Uh, uh, it's just like a little terrifying. It's like, oh god, what's going to happen? Right? Are they just going to leave it alone? Are they going to mess with it? Yeah. Are they going to reboot it? Are they going to spin it off? Oh, don't reboot it. Oh, yeah, I'd be so. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, <laughs> everything is getting a yeah fresh polish as of May. So we'll yeah. see what happens yeah. with everything. 
Amel and Ms. Marvel's staying. She's not getting the refresh. Amel goes, oh, yeah, the Marvel's canceling like 33 titles. I was like, yep. yeah, and they're going to replace them with like 40 shitty titles. Right. Well, they're going to replace them with 30 of the same things. Right. Like, I mean, maybe not immediately, but you... Pfft. Yeah, we like, know canceling, how this works. Canceling amazing... I mean, we talked about this and Avengers. last month. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're not going to... Well, that's like when they said, you know, no more Avengers books uh, about two years ago or so. Right. And I was like, yeah, great, awesome, fantastic. And then all of a sudden there was just regular Avengers. There was one Avengers book and I was like, okay, I will read this. And then new Avengers showed up, Mighty Avengers showed up, Secret Avengers showed up. (laughs) The cycle began again. (laughs) Yeah, it all started again. Yeah, I I was... Dismi- mm-hmm. They just brought back Amazing Spider-Man yeah. last year, and now it's like, oh, we're canceling Amazing Spider-Man again. And then in like another year, it's gonna be Amazing Spider-Man number one. And I'm like, this is like the third one I own because there's the only one I don't have is the first one. I did, the first, just, first Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man number one it says so much that the only thing getting canceled for me is Rocket Raccoon of 33 titles. Yeah, there were. I mean, there's that's the only thing I read. I really love yeah. Rocket Raccoon. It's good so much. It's just a I comic was... book, man. It's like you yeah. read it and you enjoy reading it, and that's mm-hmm. it, and that's fine. Especially for a lot of times, you know, I mm-hmm. read a lot of image books, so it's uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of depth and stuff to what I read. And sometimes I just want to read a comic that's just really fun to read and and just doesn't give a shit and is mm-hmm. just a comic book and wants you to sp- suspend all disbelief. <laughs> That's how I felt about uh, Incredible Hulk for a while mm-hmm. uh, toward the end of Greg Pak's run. I was just like, this is just this is Hulk smash. Yeah. Every, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous, every issue, and it was great. Nice. Um, but yeah, Superior Foes of Spider-Man is, is an awesome book, and yeah, I think people should buy it. But yes. yep, buy the all the reads. Read all the things. Speaking of image, mm. uh, let's talk about Outcast And how awesome right. that book is. Yeah, I don't think I think everything we're talking about this this episode is fucking good. I didn't One of these love we'll... Outcast. <laughs> Outcast? Yeah. No, I I thought it was really pretty, and it takes a lot for an Exorcist story to sell me. Me too, because it didn't feel very different from a million other Exorcist stories oh. to me. I guess that was my. Mm. I mean, like. I liked the characters enough. It just felt like a situation I've seen before. Mm. Like I really liked the color work. I think that was that was what stood out the most. Yeah, that helps a book a lot. Maybe though. I haven't yeah. watched as much Exorcist stuff because I also hate Exorcist stuff. But mm-hmm. I felt like this felt different to me. See, I don't um, necessarily. Well, I hate most Exorcist stuff, but if yeah, it's yeah. done really well, I really really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to read Outcast is because I saw a couple of the issues and I was like. I'll give it a try. And then I read the first volume and I was like, mm-hmm, I will read this. <laughs> also, uh, this is brought to us by our friend Bob Kirkman, the yeah, creator yeah. and writer, and Paul Azicada. What did Kirkman do? He sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I saw him on At Midnight. It's, oh, it's good on huh. Perfect. Yeah. It's he, nice that uh, he can he be a comedic Walking Dead. That's uh, why we're personality. Just in case you yeah. didn't know, they're at home. Yeah, Walking Dead and Invincible. That's his other thing. Yep. Right? Yeah. Which is still going. I don't think he writes Invincible anymore. Question mark. He's uh, looking at Virginia because yeah, she I don't remember. I feel like I didn't see his name face? on it last time I looked. But... I thought he was. Uh, oh, okay, I, I might be wrong on that. But either way, it's weird that of those three, uh, Invincible is the only one that's funny because. Anytime he's in front of a camera, he's a comedian. Oh, that's like, funny. Yeah, he's just a really funny dude. Huh. 
So yeah, Walking like, Dead is depressing as shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah if you want to read something, like if you're going through a thing and you just need a cry, just read all of Walking Dead. <laughs> Every yeah. issue is a bummer, including the filler issues, because they're filler issues. <laughs> quick, quick anecdote when he was on At Midnight. The funniest thing he did, and the crowd fucking hated it, was they, they had a category that was just kind of like, Fake Walking Dead spoilers. Ha ha ha. So the other two comedians are kind of giving off the wall stuff. He's giving stuff that could really happen. And like thing after thing after thing. And everyone's like, fucking god damn it. That is hysterical. It That's was the so funniest good. thing ever. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, like Hardwick's face is just like white. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, anyways, Outcast. Outcast. Uh, I think w- this. So yeah, this in this is an exorcism centered mm-hmm. another horror book by Kirkman. Um, Fairly recent? Question mark. Yeah, there's yes. only been seven. Well, I mean, okay. the, yeah, the, the, the first volume came out, out recently. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, that's what I thought. This yeah. one just came so, out recent. What, less less than a year. Easy out. to catch up on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I guess what stood out to me uh, in this in in the first volume, as opposed to other Exorcist mm-hmm. things, is. Uh, the general lack of success and the fact that there was mm-hmm. so much going on with like demonic possession. It wasn't mm-hmm. like just focused on one or two characters. It's just like, especially when you're getting towards the end of the volume, it's like, oh shit, like this right, is right. kind of like everywhere yeah, just, right now. It, mm-hmm. the, like all, everyone's a suspect. Like mm-hmm. every, anybody could be, you look at the main character's mom and she was just mean and horrible. Well, just that you ha- you have them like the the old woman that they go to visit, and and it's like like the 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 priest is saying is like you know I've sat and talked to this woman for two hours and and thought mm-hmm. everything was fine, right? Yeah, uh, and it's not, <laughs> no, not at all. It's not like every single person who's possessed is you know the stereotypical, which there are some of those three sixty yeah. head spins, pea soup shooting out of their yeah, mouth, right. exactly. Uh, and I appreciate that. All exorcist stuff has kind of come. Like, the good exorcist stories are those character-based, like, it's it's like Walking Dead. Who gives a shit about the zombies? It's about the people you're with. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, and I like the, the main character and kind of his... I think he has an interesting backstory with having this kind of power mm-hmm. that he doesn't understand or necessarily want to acknowledge and what that did to his family and his mom and how this has swirled around him for his whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like kind of the arc that that followed with him in that first book. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like that it's not stereotypical uh, possession. That's, sort of a big deal for me it's not you know we're crawling on the ceilings and it's totally <laughs> obvious that these things are happening i mean his mother mm-hmm. is abusive and mean yeah and she wasn't mm-hmm. always and he knows this but she gets abusive and mean and horrible and that's the possession it's not mm-hmm. her doing a bunch of really fucked up shit it's just all of a sudden she's just a really horrible person mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like, <laughs> like yeah uh, and and kind of to the same extent to that guy is uh, the cop's partner, who, you know, starts by, uh, you know, having an affair with his friend's wife. Yeah. Um. And then you know things kind of escalate from there. Obviously, that escalated quickly. <laughs> that escalated, but he started out by being just a bad person. Right. right. Yeah. And and 
there you know there is the 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 horrifying stuff in there too where it's like oh no 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 obviously this is the issue but the main character also has an ability to mm. to touch these people and they have an adverse reaction to him yes and it's like oh, oh okay that's going to that'll help i i feel like it's cheap to do it that <laughs> way like it's, it's sort of it cheapens it a little bit cuz part of the mystery is not having any idea who's mm-hmm. who's what mm-hmm. in this book but at the same time, I don't want it to drag ass. Right. Yeah. So I think it's okay to have this easy out as far as figuring out who's possessed and who isn't. Maybe. Perhaps. They're just going to have to add people because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it can't just be him. Mm. Yeah, we that shit book. on this book more. Uh, I just, I didn't, <laughs> I still liked it. it just, no, just because we're like, always loving up on everything. I know. It just, it just didn't grab me as strong okay. as I wanted, I guess. Um, like I, maybe I just, I got what they were going for and where it was mm-hmm. going and it didn't really like, there were no twists that really like shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how the devil live ne- lives next door. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I liked it as much as witches, which, uh, yeah, I like witches a lot of. more. Definitely. Cause that, I only read a couple issues of that though, to be fair mm-hmm. at this point, but that seemed like, I don't. Like really out there with in terms of what the fuck was going I was on. With yeah, yeah. I was noticing Saturday. I was yesterday. I was like, when was the last time witches came out? Like I, I was just standing there mm-hmm. going through all this stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, it's coming out this week. Oh, that's why. Oh, okay. Oh, witches. <laughs> I feel like it's so super late. Like I feel like I haven't read it in forever. But it's probably just because I've just been waiting for the next issue to come out since I finished Maybe. reading the last issue. Well, it's like, did they do one of those things where like issue six came out and then they're like, we're taking a couple months off. Did we? Did we have we seen issue six yet? I thought no, we were only no, we wouldn't have. Yeah, they were on right. like two in December. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Because I was gonna say I don't even know if that trade. Came yeah, I guess out I guess it probably mm-hmm. just was uh, the time. Yeah, because I might get that whatever. trade when that comes time. It's very. I like witches, but yeah, a, a lot of what you see in this book is this dude struggling to control his own psychosis like he mm-hmm. has like no food in his house he doesn't he, like he just gives zero zero shits about life and all of this crap happening around him it's sort of like this big lit up arrow pointing to him and it starts to sort of pull him out of that super epic depression he was in because he feels like he has a purpose mm-hmm. and as cheesy as it sounds i think it's done really mm-hmm. well in this book mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I can't shit on. I just I can't like I I really do like it. I like a good exorcist story. I'm Again, I don't that. think it's like bad, and that's mm-hmm. why it's a weird spot. And, mm-hmm. Like I didn't like take notes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. kind of B storyline going on with his uh, mm-hmm. sister and her her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I was, I was interested in that. So, some in some hillbilly gets his ass handed to him. Yeah, it gets mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. So yeah. maybe check it out. Maybe mm-hmm. read it. Maybe read it. Uh, lots of good stuff out there. All right. Yeah. And we also... Had so much image stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. We also read a graphic novel called <laughs> the, the Underwater Welder. Yeah. Um, by Jeff Lemire. By Jeff Lemire, who is becoming <laughs> all the hot shit these days. Yeah. Yeah. Who was totally not on the radar. I read this the next week. He starts two books. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and I, I didn't even realize because it's it came to me very slowly because I had you just given this book back to me after yeah, yeah. the once I saw oh Jeff Lemire, and then I was like reading <laughs> through one of the Marvel books and I saw the advertisement for the new the all new Hawkeye, Hawkeye which yeah. I wasn't planning on getting. I'm like oh yep. Jeff Lemire he wrote Underwater Welder, and I looked and I went to pick up the next book off my nightstand and I saw Animal Man the first volume uh, sitting there. I'm like. Yep. Jeff Lemire. I am surrounded by fucking Jeff Lemire right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I was reminded that he it. did that run that everybody liked of Animal Man. Animal Man is amazeballs. Yeah. Yeah, that book is fucking interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I've only got the one volume, but I love the cliffhanger of it where it's oh, like, cool. we need to find the swamp thing. <laughs> yeah. And in the new 52, both the books tie yeah, together heard, yeah. for some time. Yep. Rock nice. World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to check that stuff out. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Underwater Welder. This is a graphic novel from a few years ago that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, it came to my attention because it was on like an end of the year list. Uh, I was uh, curious how that yeah. boot. It, it was on like an IGN end of the year list as like best graphic novel or something gotcha. like that. And I just, I think it's I... It's all black and white. Yeah. I, I, well, it's written and uh, drawn by Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did double duty on this, and I think I, I happened to see it at the at the bookstore like right after I'd read about it. And I was like, "Oh, I'll pick that up." Mm-hmm. Now I haven't read too much independent comic booky stuff, but it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it it reminded me a lot of blowing through Johnny the Homicidal Maniac around college when they mm-hmm. those were lying around, just like being a little more free with the style and the black and white, obviously, and telling mm-hmm. a very personal kind of story. Yeah. Super it really sucks story. you in, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, oh yeah, I screwed this thing when I read it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was a fast read. Mm-hmm. Not just because there was very little dialogue, but that didn't hurt. Yeah, uh, part of my problem is like after wa- reading the wake and stuff like that, he's mm-hmm. under the water, and I'm like, some sort of sea creature is gonna come up and grab his leg. <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. The first thing I thought he couldn't. No, help there's it. gonna be that panel, but <laughs> yeah, it's a it's about a guy named Jack uh, who is an underwater welder. Um, Which is one of the most dangerous occupations to have. Dangerous yeah. occupation to have because you have to do welding underwater, and they don't even dwell on it. Um, uh, but no, like that was <laughs> it's going to come out of my mouth either or. But that's it's there, but they never really mention how dangerous the fucking job is. Mm-hmm. Like so we know that his as a wife reader, does so. Yeah, sort of. His wife's yeah. like, uh, you know, she's like, man, it's dangerous, and he's like, yeah, it's dangerous, and then that's the, like the end of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you you kind of get the idea right. of the occupation it's, it's and in the, the air involved. Yeah, it's just yeah. like the kind of this this despair that hangs over what he does. Yeah. Um. And th- and this this guy has some personal issues. Right. Yeah. Uh, with his past and with his wife uh, who's mm-hmm. pregnant, but ma- mainly with his father. His daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some major daddy. Give me your dollar dollar bills. Uh. And like I think um. Like, one of the things I, I had read somewhere, I don't think it's here on the back, but just like mm-hmm. the... Oh, yeah, it is right there at the top of the back. It's it's like a spectacular episode of The Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. It's also <laughs> the intro. Mm-hmm. In the intro as well. Yeah. But just from the, that asshole writer... Um, I can't remember his name, but, but he did a really good intro. Yeah. Uh, Damon Lindelof. Yeah, fucking Lindelof. Star yeah. Trek. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a really good book. I love his struggle with basically day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that dude is... He needs help. He needs some help. It's just like everything services that, you know, the the mental relationship stuff. Like, there's 
there's a lot of you know it's not a dull book by any means as much as we're mm-hmm. describing it as like a guy with relationships with his wife and his dad yeah 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 but, this is not an explosive superhero uh book nor is it like a i mean it, it, i guess yeah. you could say it is a horror sort oh yeah story. no it's yeah. a psychological horror but yeah it, it's, it's you're not you, it mm-hmm. doesn't really have it's not it's, super groundbreaking in terms of monsters or yeah. like fantastical elements it's very psychological mm-hmm um, At one point, he gets trapped in like a Groundhog Day loop. Awesome fucking <laughs> spread page right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, he mm-hmm. basically completely cracks <clears throat> at one point in the book. Yeah. Um, and his eventual realization that his dad was just an alcoholic douchebag. <laughs> like, so I spent my entire life, you mm-hmm. know, trying to find this man's watch, trying to do this, trying to do that, Spoilers. and it turns out he was just. <laughs> Just an alcoholic douche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, his father was also uh, a welder, um, but just like yeah, like the art does such a tremendous job of uh, telling the story. And that you mm-hmm. know, you have some pages that are very you know traditional comic panels, but it's like it's very just, highly stylized art. Yeah. though it's not it's not yeah. trying to be photorealistic. It's not trying to be ultra pretty. It's just. Well, it's ultra pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's ultra pretty in the way yeah. that it's meant to be. Right. And mm-hmm. he, he's got a really good sense of just direction, too, of just like drawing your eye into the right spot. And it's just like <laughs> the speed at which that flew. And the amount of comics I read that don't feel as, that feel a little cumbersome versus mm-hmm. just fl- having that flow. Yeah, yeah it's like this uh, is yeah. a great flow. There, yeah. there is a lot that is said uh, on these pages where there's no words. It's just, right. just panels telling the story, or it might be like a two, you know, a, a two page spread that you like really need to look over. Mm-hmm. Um, or I love just like the, the flat black panels here that are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, black panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Negative space. Yeah, where was the one that I just saw? It's like <laughs> it's like a full page of panels, but it's just one image. It's just oh yeah, really. Yeah, I like bleh. I like those. I feel like something did that this week actually. <laughs> Maybe Hawkeye. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> not in this past week, but that is a Hawkeye well, thing that it would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many noises today. My al- since it's warmed up a little bit, my allergies. Like you can hear it in my uh, voice. My allergies are so bad. Sucks. <clears throat> I'm just like clearing my throat constantly and having the worst time ever right now. Yeah, but it's just I, it's just a really cool book overall, yeah. and mm-hmm. I think something it's different than the norm of uh, necessarily what we talk about. It's not a trade. It's not an ongoing series. It's just one story. It's a graphic novel, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I. Mm-hmm. One of the things that drew me to when I because I you know I take a trip over the trades to see what I can read. Not like I don't read mm-hmm. enough every single week, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> I'll take a trip over to the graphic novels and the trades and I'll go through everything. And the the cover of the book is colored. It mm-hmm. it's what the color yeah. mm-hmm. I assume would be if the book was colored inside. And I'm s i am I love the cover. I love that you get to see mm-hmm. sort of the, the depth in the color, mm-hmm. but at the same you open it up and you're black, it's yeah. black and white and you're like, This is perfect. This well, is the most perfect thing. It's very yeah, the don't judge a book by the coverness. Because um, I thought it was going to be a very dense book. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. it's, it's a large book. It's it's about, like, you know, an occupation. I knew it was somewhat psychological. So I'm just like, all right, preparing myself for, like, a long, <laughs> deep read. Mm. And it's it was very different than what I expected, yeah. Well, I'm reading The Sculptor now, and it's like a thousand mm-hmm. plus pages. 
And so I have to take breaks every so often. Right, exactly. It's not, it's not dialogue heavy. It's not super wordy. Mm-hmm. But it's still, uh, yeah. after that many pages, after flipping through that many pages, you got to sort of step back and give it some time. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think people are, I mean, I meant, are put off by comics and books that are just black and white with their images? I well, look at Walking Dead. I know Walking Dead is yeah. huge. But I, I wonder, I mean, a I, certain segment of people that are just like, I don't like, know oh, about in the comic book like, world. Because yeah. I, I feel like in definitely in video, like that's, that's yeah. a marketing thing. That's right. a big deal. But comic books, I feel like people are more willing to take a risk. I guess like mm-hmm. the big two... I don't know if they're willing to have like one artsy piece, but how, I mean, how did that Batman Black and White do? Like, it did really well actually because yeah. well, the the book itself was good anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I was into it, and then it was just like it kept being a five dollar issue for like I well, thought it yeah. was just going to be one or two. Yeah, that's the and problem. Kept going but. the little the vignettes and everything that were in there really super excellent, and the, the black and white lends itself really well to a Batman story in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe. I mean, it sells to noir whenever you do noir, too. Yeah. Like, I was kind of surprised even, like, all those Marvel noir books were in color, actually. Yeah. I, I think for new readers, ones. it might be a little... Black and white might be not intimidating, but mm-hmm. you, when you think of color book or comic books, you don't think of black and white. You think of vibrant colors. You think yeah. of lots of action and the kapows and right. bams yeah. and all that stuff. I think... This might be a nice break for the people that have read regular comics for a while, right. too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I have noticed is that a lot... I mean, when we do have new readers come in, if it's somebody looking for Walking Dead, they'll open up and go, oh, oh this is black and white. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the <laughs> right. whole series, the whole entire series is black and white. Yeah. Um, But when Marvel reprints, like when they do their Essential series, mm-hmm. those are all in black and white. Yeah. Every single one's in black and white. Yeah, you gotta save that ink. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. it's like 800 pages, so... Yeah, right. Um, uh, well, I wonder um, if uh, sort of younger kids, maybe like since the 2000s, the guy was, when I started reading comics in the 80s, like everything was color, kind of no questions asked. I mean, comic mm-hmm. books were cheap as fucking shit back then. Right. Um, <laughs> only, only, yeah. But, you know, I, I feel like, it, you know, growing up in the, the 2000s where there was more, perhaps more manga available or, or mm, yeah. kids grow up being more into, you know, Naruto and whatever the hell else, One Piece, like other anime that had mangas and like all manga is black and white. So I wonder if they're like slightly more accepting. But I feel like mm. uh, as a style, it's a bit more prominent than it used to be. Um, it feels mm-hmm. like. I mean, I think The Walking Dead helps that because it is such a popular book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, at the shop, no, I've noticed that kids. I remember myself at certain kids' ages, and mm-hmm. I realize that kids now are so much smarter than I was <laughs> at that age. Oh yeah. And so I and I think being exposed to as much stuff as they're exposed to now, black and white probably isn't that much of an issue. You know, you've got these kids mm-hmm. that come in with comic book lists that like. 12 years old and they've got these listen like, do you have this this this, this? <laughs> this is the first appearance of so-and-so this is i'm like shut up i work here leave me alone kid get, on, get out of my face i yeah. i think that the the generation now has mm-hmm. no problem well especially with the walking dead look at walking dead it's all violency and sexy yeah. and all that stuff and kids are like yeah i'm nine i want to read that and i tell their parents like oh by the way if you right. think the show has mature content, you <laughs> yeah, should probably not shit. let your kid read the book. Yeah. 
Well, you're, oh. And that's, I guess, the thing with comics is you're not going to like lose that attention span for being black and white the way you would with an old movie or an old show. Well, eventually you get in, immersed into it. Right. Like mm-hmm. with Underwater World, or you're within the first mm-hmm. few panels, you're yeah, immersed like, you into the black and white for? universe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel the same with movies and TV. I think there's mm-hmm. just it's a harder leap for people. <laughs> Never seen the mist in color. Right. <laughs> like I don't, I don't exactly. need the water to be blue to know that the water is blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a lot of what goes into this book. Is I don't need to know that the pier is made is yeah. brown to know it's made out of wood. You know, yeah. like it's really. Yeah. Walking Dead, I get confused sometimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the action or like distinguishing certain characters. I just want Carl to die. What? I just want Carl to die. Oh, that's all I want <laughs> oh, okay. from that book ever again. I'm like, Who to die? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I guess with like underwater d- welder and dweller, welder, dweller, dweller, I keep doing dweller. Um, like when you get into the more uh, interpretive, artsy, psychological shit, you know, that's the neat thing about filling in the blanks with your, you know, mind colors. With your brain imaginations. Mm-hmm. With your brain imaginations. It's just like, it doesn't have to be a certain color. It's whatever you make it. And then, you know, like filling in the gaps with books or, you know, older games, like you make it your own and it's more personal. Yeah, it's this in, cool. per- in particular, I think uh, <clears throat> more so than Walking Dead, has like really strong shading and gradients. Yeah, like there's there's very many shades of gray on a, on a given page to mm-hmm. give a lot of depth to what you're seeing. I mean, yeah. it basically is it's colored, but it's colored with inks. It's not yeah. colored yeah. with colors. <laughs> it's good. It's a fucking good book. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah. book. I super highly recommend that, and mm-hmm. we usually yeah, have yeah. at least one or two copies at the shop on an, any given day. You know, one of these days we'll have to review <laughs> Why the Last Man. I gotta, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I'll read that. <laughs> yeah, <somebody. laughs> I haven't gotten to read that at all. Weiss? Yeah. I So I, um, I recommended it to Carl. He was on his way somewhere, and I was like, well, if you need reading material, I'd say pick up a couple volumes of Why the Last Man. Mm-hmm. He said he got... To, yeah, he got probably got nowhere before he was done reading. Yeah, so he got he got to the place he was going and had to find the uh, the local comic book shop <laughs> to see if they had more volumes yeah, because he couldn't awesome. he didn't want to stop reading. It was one of the first independent books he's ever read too. Uh, oh. He's never he hadn't read any image titles or vertigo uh, titles or anything. He was like, "Is this what this is all about?" And I'm like, "Was this yeah, recent?" Man. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't even know if that was when we were doing the show or not. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. We got, we'll have to do that at some point, and then uh, certainly have definitely a lot of... sex criminals at some point. There, we've sure. got a nice oh, list yeah. of stuff we want to do. talk about. Sex criminals right now. We got. Yeah, I, don't I was gonna say. I know we got another we twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's a fucking good book. I really like that yeah. book. In depth sex criminals. We've all read everything, right? Um, I've read the trades, so I don't know if there's been. There's any... two volumes out now. Yeah, I read the two volumes. Okay, that's the... all that. Yeah, because yeah, they're on. Yeah. I was just thinking that there was another image book that was on break that I wasn't thinking of, and uh-huh. it's this one. Uh, so yeah, that that is all the sex criminals there is right Woo-hoo. now. So yeah, yeah. we are, wow, we are all current. caught up. Yep, in six months I'll get <laughs> to read more. Yeah, well, it's oh. like that that tenth <laughs> issue came out, and like I guess yeah, if the trade's already out, they don't waste time in publishing them. Yeah, um, it's an awesome book. They did put the uh, the tips in the uh, the back, just uh, the tips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I couldn't remember if they did or not, uh, but they do they in the have trades. The book yeah, now the book called right. just the tips. Yep, and it's all these hysterical. I was laughing mm-hmm. out loud reading some of them. <laughs> it was hysterical. Yeah, yeah. There well, are a couple that are my absolute favorite too. 
Well, it's just like following Fraction and Zadarsky oh, God. online. Is the, is the just... manatees thing in there? Yeah. That I thing believe is that was in there. Fucking hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we've kind of talked about this book a little bit in the past uh, as definitely one of the, I, the better books that started last yeah. year, um, Sex Criminals. Which mm-hmm. did that get? That got a movie option or some shit recently? Didn't uh, it? They have a TV uh, deal. TV deal. Yeah, Matt Fraction and Kelly Sue DeConnick, uh, right, are basically like running a streaming service of sorts. I forget what it's tied into, but there's a lot of image image mm-hmm. works that they both do. Is she does? Uh, she did. Uh, fuck, what was it? Deadly Class, something like that. Uh, okay. And she does Bitch Planet. Um, All right. And he does, obviously, Sex Criminals, and there's a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, there's there, a lot of stuff for Marvel. A lot of... Hawkeye. Yeah. You might have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Occasionally. Like, I think it's just the creator-owned <laughs> hey, stuff. Hey, the fuck is wrong with you? Mm, dick. <laughs> Dogs so want to draw for I, Hawkeye. So I guess we're talking about Sex Criminals, then. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, Where to start? Orgasm leads to... Time stoppage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Certain certain yeah. Uh, certain people have the ability that when they orgasm, time stops for them, like the Tomorrow People, but not like the Tomorrow People. Yeah, <laughs> and it's another it's another book where it's like it's a high concept idea that's funny, but I just really like John and Susie. Like I yeah. really like these two people. I like their dynamic yeah. together. I like yeah. how he's kind of manic, but in mm-hmm. a super funny, hysterical way. Yeah. Like and, like and Matt Fraction, in a, a potted plant in his boss's right. office because he goes and jerks off and makes time stop. Because it's it's so much of Matt Fraction in that character, especially yeah. like following him. It's just like yeah, that's aside from shitting in the plant. And I'm not even saying that he doesn't. <laughs> like, that's pretty much just him. Like, and, and the the introduction of the therapist in the second volume I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought, this chicken is fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing about sex criminals is like obviously this is not there. This book is a lot about sex and boning, but this isn't like you know poor necessarily. The the main mm-hmm. selling. Uh, point of this book is it is fucking hysterical it's yeah very it is funny. hilarious well, and even uh-huh. uh you know Susie in the beginning she's narrating the beginning of the story and telling mm-hmm. her backstory and she's like i promise we get to the sex and the jokes eventually mm-hmm. <laughs> they break the fourth wall in this book the entire time mm-hmm. like especially when she's singing <laughs> yeah, fat singing, bottom girls yeah she's oh, singing yeah. fat bottom girls and, and it's, it's all three censored pages yep. <laughs> Of the word bubbles censored out with like mm. messages from Matt Fraction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, well, because we that was to, we different. tried to get the licensing for this, but it did, we didn't get it in time. We were going to do it for the trade, but then we couldn't do that. Like yeah. it's the explanation of the entire situation that leads. To oh yeah, they didn't say they censored. might do it for the trade because yeah. yeah, that's yeah. but they didn't get it yeah. for the trade. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Yeah. Like it was supposed to be different in the trade and the uh, yeah, the and that run. didn't work out. That's funny. Yeah. Oh man. What the fuck was I gonna fucking say? Uh, it reminds me a lot of. Have you seen Being Puppycat? Yeah, I have. It, it has a lot of that like timing to mm-hmm. me, um, which <laughs> it's a fun comparison, given how cute that show comes off. It's super and adorable, it's, but it's also really fucking weird. I haven't read that comic. Uh, it, it is but, really weird. Uh, there's a few shows, a few cartoons that are out that yeah. just have this amazing timing, mm-hmm. 
and are just really fucking weird shows, but they're hysterical. Yeah. They're so funny. Like The Amazing World of Gumball. I'll watch that every day with my kids. <laughs> I, can't help, I can't not watch it. Apparently, it, the great. world got into Steven Universe in the last two weeks. I, I really hate want Steven to see Universe. it. You do? Yeah. <laughs> it's so boring to me. Wow. I'm sure other people will love it, but yeah. for me, I just. I hate, and I hate Steven. <laughs> I'm just like, you See, fat little fuck. I think my problem with Gumball is I don't like the art style. Like, that's that's, that's what's it. throwing yeah. me. Like, I have no idea on the writing. Some people probably yeah. love Steven Universe, and that's cool. Oh, a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, but me? Yeah, yeah. I, I hate Steven. Well, I can't have an opinion yet, because it's not on any <laughs> streaming services, Yeah. unfortunately. It um, will be. Scott Pilgrim's another... Uh, easy comparison for sex criminals i think humor wise i love sex criminals though i read Mm -hmm. and the thing is i really like superior foes of Mm -hmm. Mm spider-man but it it felt like it took me so much longer to read superior foes than it did sex like sex criminals i was (laughs) flying through through it yeah I was like, it must get to the... And then there's, like, the sex police. Right. Yeah. That actually have no authority whatsoever. Right. Yeah. They eventually come up in whatever, yeah. you know, nonsense shenanigans they're doing. They eventually butt up against some uh, mm-hmm. self-proclaimed kind of sex police with their stupid uniforms. Right. Ah, I love um, the gag with the, the gun vibrator. Yeah. And they're able to, like, they're able to get away from them because all three of the sex police are like, mm-hmm. oh, the vibrator. And then that triggers them to be not able to stop time or be part of the time stoppage. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes an interesting dynamic that they're not, like, sanctioned cops. Like, right. Like, they're a vigilant, they're versus a vigilante group. They're yeah. two groups of vigilantes, really, at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> so many dildos. But it's just like you just don't e- have any idea what the hell is going to happen mm-hmm. or where this book is going to go. Because it's probably not going to come to some kind of Earth is in danger mm-hmm. sort of thing. I mean, th- their personal lives are because the poor girl's freaking library is getting right. knocked Demolished. the hell down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing, too, is like ultimately this is a story about a guy helping his girlfriend uh, raise money for a library. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and, and some people being really fucking petty about shit. Yeah, <laughs> I love the, the. I mean, you can't have a book called Sex Criminals without having like absolute, mm-hmm. you know, open mind about you know sexual openness and yeah, mm-hmm. and the ex- experimentation and just like right in the cum world. Like for her, yeah. when she stops yeah, time, she calls the it qui- the quiet. The quiet. And he's <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not a fucking poet. It's cum world for me." <laughs> Well, I love him self-correcting himself now. Yeah, just yeah. Like, come with uh, uh, quiet. the quiet. Come the quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's a book about finding yourself in that sense too. But yeah, no, you're you're right that you do need to go into this book with an open mind. You can't be a fucking prude. Yeah, I don't right. think you can read Sex Criminals, a book called Sex. Criminals. Yeah, and you shouldn't give this to your child, perhaps. Right. Not, I, I think that would be very confusing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For a child. Yeah. Like, what is this? I don't know, maybe at some like point. If I touch myself, I can stop time? And then yeah. this is like the, the whole new generation of furious masturbation happens. <laughs> yeah, now kids will masturbate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so this book. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you hand it to a kid who's like 15 or 16. It yeah, might clear I some shit up yeah, for them. Yeah, maybe. That's probably about that. Yeah. It's like, fuck that. I'm not, not going to hide my but... boner anymore. Fuck you guys. Here, use this book to hide your boner. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, yeah, and yeah. the the other uh, star of the show is the damn letters page in the back, which is yeah. <laughs> always is. You know, I, I'm glad that I feel like letter pages have been making a comeback in the past few years in comics where they were kind of felt dead during the 2000s. I, that's why I, I stuck with Manifest Destiny was because uh, of the afterward. I don't remember if it was Fraction or someone else that had like an article about like how mad they were about where letter pages had gone and that's why they do special letter pages. One of the image books. Yeah, I feel like, like a nice at some point, it. you know, it was a big thing in the 90s uh, and obviously before that. Yeah. Um, and it's, they kind of wheedled it out in the 2000s. But I feel like the generation of creators that are coming up yep. now like grew up on having letter pages. Like, no, fuck you. We want letter pages to talk with our readers because well, they're great. That and, like, they were complaining about just filler shit, too. Mm. Whereas just, like, you know, like, not even, like, good artwork in the back. Just, like, some loose sketches. Well, one just, of the, one of the things that, that increased Marvel's popularity through the 60s and 70s was the editorial stuff in the back hmm. that's where you got to talk to stan lee or mm. you know yeah and and that's where they had all the the fan related stuff people would write in letters people would respond all that and that's what grew marvel hmm. was those freaking afterwards man mm-hmm. but uh in sex kernels you get these letters <laughs> sex tips in yeah. the most frank and open uh, <laughs> letters about uh, sexual tomfoolery mm-hmm. and weird questions that Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky ask, answer in the weirdest fucking ways <laughs> yeah. sometimes. But they answer them with zero yeah. problems. So that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. The, there is the, no shame in the back of that actually, book about anything. They did a book called Just the Tips, and it's mm-hmm. a collection of the sex tips that they've replied with mm-hmm. right. over the last... 12 issues mm-hmm. and so like in in volume two there's an, an excerpt from that where it's just their replies and it starts with like do not refer to your partner's vagina as baby sleeve the good star <laughs> oh, yeah. meat vault that sort of shit <laughs> but my favorite my favorite ones out of this is um they're they're all basically in little rec- you know colored rectangles and says um remember this simple mnemonic stuck in a rut thumb in the butt Need to slow down? Grab your cock and punch it as hard as you can. And that <laughs> that gets funnier the more questions they answer with that same mnemonic. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Two two boxes down. Yeah. Remember this simple mnemonic: feeling kinky, ticking a pinky, feeling romantic. Grab your cock and punch it as hard as you can. <laughs> those are my yeah. favorites. I was laughing hysterically on the couch reading those. Ugh. That yeah. that actually makes me want to go to the shop. <laughs> on Wednesday and get myself a copy of Just the Tips. Yeah, I want yeah. to read the whole I got thing. It, I got it. They, no, they're, they're so someone's good getting about that it. for a birthday or Christmas. It's so or interesting. <laughs> and like yeah, I mentioned, someone was talking. Someone brought up manatee sex in some form, and that which mm-hmm. uh, made them draw a manatee themed dildo. <laughs> right. Dubbed are... the manatees. <laughs> I love. Um, I love all the the porno covers that. Um, the the main porn star yeah yeah She's yeah a, I love oh, the, the little yeah. porn covers it's like like uh, Galf and it's like her just with an elf nose on <laughs> oh yeah. yeah like all these fucking well, ridiculous all the covers details in the background because it's just like that's that's a comic that I'm looking at everything in the yeah. background there's Easter eggs constantly in that yeah. book there's Easter eggs in like the well, eighth issue from the mm-hmm. second issue mm-hmm. yeah I mean they're in bookstores so you're I'm reading every title of every book because it's just hysterical yeah. yeah yeah it's just such a fun book to read mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, behind every good man, a key to how to play with your man's ass was in like, oh, a yeah, regular yeah, Barnes yeah, and yeah. Noble store. Right. <laughs> like, that's yep. fucking amazing. That was one that, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's like, God, if you don't read comics, you should be you should read Sex Criminals because it's yeah, freaking it's great. A really it's good. so good. The fucking Inception uh, variant cover thing. Did, did you see? No, the, I didn't see that. Well, because I, I saw it actually coming to fruition online before it like happened because mm-hmm. they're trying to find different variants. So there's just like a cheesy picture of like Matt and Chip standing with the book in just like one is a seated Christmas sweater pose yeah, yeah. Like, like just simple poses but then someone took a picture of that and you know with them with the comic and sent it to Matt and Chip but they kept going back and forth with this and um the the two girls there was like two high school girls were from like some a specific area and they snuck in a uh i believe there were like a hundred of these variants of that the first time they did the inception they didn't tell them they just went to the shop and gave it to like a hundred of them and, and on the cover it's like thanks katie and whomever <laughs> so they just went to the shop that week and found it oh my god that's so funny uh, yeah it's a great yeah out of everything that that we reviewed, I mean, I love Underwater Welder and I love the mm-hmm. series, but I had so much fun reading Sex yeah. Criminals. That book is great, and yeah. the yep. art is great, and I love the fact that the the characters in the story are talking to you. And she's like, "I'm mm-hmm. sorry, you're great and all, but I kind of <laughs> gotta talk to my boyfriend for a minute." Yeah. Like, I I and the clincher for me is when she's singing fat bottom girl and it's just panel after panel of the explanation as to why they can't put the lyrics in, yeah. the, in the word bubbles um, and 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 then john is just you know and he's like that's when i knew that i was in love with you <laughs> and, and still yeah. still can't say it to her yeah <laughs> right right uh, i'm in lesbians ma'am. with you all right well that's gonna do it for uh casual comics this week yeah talking about Superior foes and outcast and underwater welder and surprise sex criminals. <laughs> surprise to us. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It needed yeah. to be talked about at some Hell point yeah. and we were ready to go. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Um, next month, I'm going to venture that we're going to talk a little bit about Daredevil. <laughs> ah, yes. Because yeah. that, that shit will be up on Netflix uh, well, I, by I this time. I just finished next House month. of Cards, so I don't have anything blocking my way for. <laughs> daredevil oh my god i'm so hype Mm -hmm. um i somehow didn't take the day off and i still might (laughs) mike's gonna get home we're gonna be like kids avert your eyes there's gonna be beatings (laughs) (laughs) do not take lessons from this show yeah except how to be an awesome blind ninja acrobat (laughs) fighting private pile yeah ridiculous all right thanks for listening uh if you have any questions suggestions please let us know fat tim at fatgatsby.com or post on the facebooks or tweet Mm -hmm. at us yeah or other assorted social media stuff check out madam command you got a schedule for twitch now i do you do when are you when are you streaming girl monday thursday and friday at six o'clock there you go and it depending on how well the stream is going it it goes between like three and six hours so nice (laughs) yeah Cool. Yeah, and I've been um I started sort of branching out and playing other stuff beside Minecraft. So well, that's probably good. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, Neat. catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.